Welcome to the Retirement Planning Guy podcast, a show designed to help retirees and pre-retirees live an awesome retirement. Your host is Jim Martin, financial advisor and author of the Retirement Playbook. Jim discusses ideas, strategies, and techniques to help you live your ideal retirement. So sit back, turn the volume up, and enjoy the show, because we begin right now. Is retiring early a function of luck, or was it just part of the plan? This is the Retirement Planning Guy. My name is Jim Martin. Thank you so much for being part of the show today, joining us. Uh, You know, I love this topic. I meet people constantly who want to retire early, and that's what this show is all about. How can you retire early? And for those of you who have, or if you know somebody who did retire early, was it a function of luck? Or was it just part of the master plan that they put together early, early on in their life to make sure they hit all of their goals and retired when they wanted to? So let's talk about that today. We're going to unpack that as we get started. But first, let's hear some of those dreaded disclosures. So our attorneys would like you to know, like you to know that this is just for entertainment and informational purposes. We don't know you. And if we do, we're not having a one-on-one conversation. And as such, before you act upon any information covered in this podcast, we want you to reach out to an attorney, a CPA, or a qualified financial advisor. Remember, don't act upon anything. We're just here to give you information. We put this show together with the best of intentions, but not everything is always accurate because we're just recording. So we always try to be accurate, but you never know. So always, always make sure you review this before you act. One of the biggest questions people ask is, how can I retire? How can I retire early? And it's a big question folks have. I mean, look, who doesn't want to retire early and go out and do all of the things they love to do? But oftentimes, those that get to retire early, people kind of look at them side eyes. They look at them and say, wow, they must have gotten really lucky or had an inheritance or had stock options. And today's show's all about that. So Look, luck is part of the game. There is no doubt about it. To retire early sometimes does take a little bit of luck. Luck being good, good, good market returns or maybe stock options or maybe an inheritance. So let's let's just get the uh I don't know, the what what is that an 800 pound gorilla in the room? Um let's just dive into that first. Look, for some people who retire early, there can be an element of luck. There is no doubt about it. Look, if you're 50 years old and you inherit $2 million, that obviously changes your financial life immediately. And because because of that, sure, there's a little luck. Now, the people who inherit that money, I'm going to tell you what, they're not going to tell you they inherited a bunch of money and that's why. They're going to tell you all of the smart things they did along the way to be able to retire early. See, that's one of the things as a financial advisor, I actually get to peel back the onion sometimes and see how and why people got to where they are. So I really began to think about this as I had a question from one of my friends. I was, you know, we were out on a fishing trip a couple weeks ago and he said, Jim, I want to retire early. And I said, well, good. I hope you've, uh, I hope you've been planning this for the last, you know, 10 or 15 years because you're 50 years old. You, <laughs> you better have started that. And, um, you know, lo and behold, it comes in. Uh, he had inherited some money and his, uh, his financial life had changed. And th- by the way, 
like there's nothing wrong with that. Let's just be really honest. If we can have an inheritance or we work for a company and we're in the right place or the right time, I think that's fantastic. So I want you to know that if you're in that in that boat, there's no none of this show is saying, oh, how dare you have inherited money or how dare you have worked for a company that offered a, a great ESOP program. Oh, you're so no, no, no. That's awesome. Like I, I, you know, for me, I'm in, I have the abundance mentality. I love when people are successful. I mean, how can you not love success? It doesn't matter how you got there. It's awesome. It's awesome. And we're not talking about being, you know, being born with a silver spoon and having a trust fund. You know, you probably grinded for 40 years, 50 years before you got that inheritance or that luck. So, hey, uh, yeah, there, there's no judgment here. Remember, the, this podcast is a judgment-free zone. But for everybody else, so everybody else who says, hey, um, I want to retire early, uh, there's another camp that's out there, the uh, the public servant. So think, think law enforcement or education. Now, a lot of times those folks, they do retire early. So they can retire, um, I think, you know, I don't have the numbers for every state, of course, but Generally, it's after 20 or 30 years of service. And think about that for a second. If you're a teacher and you come out of school at 22, after 30 years, look, you know, I'm no math major, but that's 52 years old. That's pretty darn early. They can retire with really full pension or full pension benefits. So, you know, a public servant can retire early. Now, here's the rub. Here's really the big issue is that the Time power of money does impact them because, you know, Social Security, the way Social Security works is it takes a look at your top 35 earning years. And if you're like me, you know, when I look back to what I was earning when I was 25 or 30 years old, I say, oh, how did I even get by on that amount of money? Uh, and, and if you retire early, you might have some zeros in there. So what happens a lot of times with our public servants and this is true. I'm not. I'm not lumping educators or law enforcement. There's other. There's other people that get these pensions that are based upon a years of service. What happens oftentimes is they retire and they're living really well for like the first ten or fifteen years, and then that magical thing called inflation and taxes catches up with them. And then all of a sudden, by the time they're in their sixties or late sixties or maybe even early seventies, things start to get a little tighter along the way. Because it's really hard to save money when you're like 25 or 30 years old. Um, it becomes much easier to save money when you're in your 40s and 50s because your kids are older and you've paid off things and you you're probably a little wiser than you were when you were when you were younger. But that's one of the things that um, that's one of the things that those kinds of folks run into is. Oh my gosh, hey, I've retired and it's really good from 55 to 65. And then beyond that, maybe it's not quite as good. So that's just one of those things where I think you have to be really, really aware of. And then how does that impact you? And, you know, so if you're in that situation where, you know, you, you work for the school system or at a college or, uh, you know, you're a law enforcement agent, whether that's federal or state or even municipal. Just really pay that, pay attention to that because I, I think that's one of those pitfalls um, that folks who uh, get a pension and retire early, they can run into is they don't really understand the impact uh, of their decision and how it will impact them 20 or 30 years from now. Or maybe not even 20 or 30 years, maybe 10 years, maybe 
as quick as that. So that's really something to be mindful of as you're as you're thinking about it. Now, now that we've gotten the people that get a little fortunate along the way, the folks who get inheritances or stock options or you know they just um, they just magically figured out the right time to buy Facebook and it blew up or Shopify or something like that. So let's talk about the rest of us. The rest of us who are kind of grinding away and saying, hey, it'd be really cool to hang it up at some point. I don't want to work forever. And I like to retire when I'm a little younger and I can enjoy some of this stuff, right? Like that's that that's where most people are. So let's talk about how do they get there. Do they get there because of luck? Generally speaking, no. They just don't. They get there because of the grind and commitment and dedication. Do they get there because of a big pension? Well, they could have a pension. So let's be honest. Like there's some employers who will offer a pretty a pretty robust pension. Uh, they're they're going away, of course. So by and large, you know, pensions are. I'm not going to say if they're a thing of yesterday, but they're certainly not as prevalent today as they might have been. Oh, I don't know. 20 years ago, right? Like pensions are pensions are dying at the vine. And they're dying because companies just can't afford them. Like people are living longer. Uh, the obligations to maintain those things are, you know, ridiculous. And because of that, you know, pensions by and large are just gone. So we've got to save our own way via 401ks and savings and Roths and IRAs. So for everybody else, how do you get there? Like how do you retire early? Okay, here's the first thing. Um, live way below your means. Let, let's be honest here. If you want to meet the millionaire next door, I, I can't remember the guy who wrote that book, Haozaka, I can't remember, <laughs> whatever his name was, he wrote this book, The Millionaire Next Door. And it's, or no, that was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, who's, who's who I'm thinking about. Millionaire Next Door, I don't remember, maybe that was David Bach, but it doesn't really matter. The fact is, if you want to meet people that are really wealthy, and I'm not talking like super rich, I'm talking about like the, the person who, you know, lives a fairly modest life but can do whatever they want. Here's the here's the you want to know the secret recipe? They live way below their means. So they might make a dollar and they live on 50 cents of it. And that sounds ridiculous to a lot of people. Like, oh, how could you do that? Well, they do it. They do it for they do it really easily actually. And instead of eating out every night or every Wednesday or every Friday, they eat out once a month. And when they eat out, maybe they don't go get um, filet mignons. Maybe, maybe they go somewhere a little. Maybe they get pizza. You know, <laughs> they go out and have a pizza night. Um, maybe they don't buy new cars. Maybe they don't buy cars that are, uh, you know, within five years of of coming off the assembly line. Maybe they might buy older cars. Maybe they maybe they don't have Rolexes. Maybe they, you know, they have Casio. So th- these are things they do. They live way below their means. Now that's not palatable to some people. Some people say, nope. I love my lifestyle, I'm not willing to compromise, and I'm not going to give it up. Uh, Completely okay and reasonable. You just probably won't retire as early as you wanted to. That's okay. Like, I don't know that's me, by the way. Like, I love to go to a good restaurant, uh, have a nice bottle of wine, have a great steak, cook by somebody else, uh, listen to some live music. I'm not willing to give that up. If that causes me to work one more year, uh, so be it. I kind of like my job. I am completely okay with waiting that out. And you might find some of those things are out there for you as well. But let's walk through the millionaire checklist. So how can you retire early and be okay? So first thing you need to do is save. Okay, so you should have started early. 
the earlier you start, the better you off, better off you'll be. That's called the time value of money, the miracle of compounding. I won't get into that. If you, uh, if you've been around long enough, you know that the longer and the more you save, the better off you're going to be. There is just no question about that. So this is not uncharted territory here. This is something that you already know. If you can start saving in your 20s, your 30s, in your 40s, you're going to be in much better shape than somebody who saves in their late 40s or 50s and 60s. Obvious stuff here. They save early. They don't have debt. Okay. And there's a difference between living um, below your means and having debt. So there are people that have just ridiculous amounts of debt. And remember, debt's like this cash flow catch. If you have a credit card bill that you're paying $500 a month on, you're not being able to save that $500 a month, right? Like it, it, it compounds. Not only are you paying that out to Citibank or whoever your credit card is through, it's also not going into your Roth IRA or your 401k or your investment account. So it kind of compounds the issue in this massive way. Now, I'm not talking about buying a house. Like we all have to have a place we can live. And I think a house is a great investment. I, I'm, I, I have one as well. So, uh, I recommend those. Those are, those, those are good. But it might be that, hey, uh, the mortgage company approved me for a $500,000 house, so I'm going to get a $525,000 house uh, and take some money out of my 401k to be able to do that. Now, the person who retires early, generally speaking, is going to live in a $200,000 house. They're going to live in a much more modest house because, again, if you think about this, it's all about cash flow. So the person who's going to retire early does has has some habits that I think are really important. And here, you can do these, by the way, but you might have to change the way you look at life and you might have to change the way you view things. So number one, live below your means. Number two, no debt. Like, don't go into debt. Number three, save. Save a lot of money. Look, we wanna try to get to 15%. So what that means is if you as a household, you're making $100,000 a year, you should be saving $15,000 of that. You've got to pay yourself first. That can go into a 401k or an IRA or 403b. It doesn't really matter as long as it's being saved and invested. But that's the idea is you take that money and you save it and you put it to work for you. And when you put that money to work for you, magical things happen over time. Like we don't know where the market's going to go today, but we know historically long term, the market's done pretty well. And while I can't promise that will continue, you know, most experts say that probably should continue. So it's a, it might be a pretty good place to, to take a look at. So look at long term investing. So number one, again, number one is live below your means. Number two is no debt. Number three is save 15%. That's it, guys. There's not a whole lot beyond that. Now, financial advisors and planners can kind of come in and talk about cash flow analysis and insurance and all these other different things to get you there. Live below your means. Don't go into debt. Save a lot of money. That's the key to retiring early. Now, that's not all of it. That's just the basics. There's obviously a lot of math that goes into the back end. And the math is trying to figure out when you retire, especially if you're going to retire early, because this is a really, this is the issue. Like if you retire when you're 65, let's just use this as an example. The difference between retiring at 55 and the idea of where the difference between retiring at 65. If you retire at 55, let's imagine you live to 90, 95. I, you know, I don't, my grandfather is 94. So, you know, it's not, un, it's not outside the realm of possibilities that any of us can live into our mid nineties, right? 
So you would have a 40-year retirement. That's a long time, guys. Like 40 years. You've got to take all of the money you've saved and stretch that for the next 40 years. Let that sink in. That is a long time to make that money work and grow and do magical things for you. A long time. Now, the same person who uh, retires at 65, they only have to stretch that money for 30 years. So the, as a percentage, it's significantly less. Like they've got, they can take that dollar and stretch it you know, for a shorter period of time, so maybe they get more of it. And that's some of the challenge of retiring early. And then we didn't even get into health care costs. Uh, and what would happen with rising taxes or inflation. There's so many other elements. So generally speaking, when we want to retire early, it takes a ton of planning. It takes really good habits on the front end. And then on the back end, it takes really, really good habits and strong planning. Because those two things put together can help you craft a plan to get there. Because believe it or not, there are a lot of people who are able to retire in their mid to late 50s because they've done all of those things. They've created these this, this muscle memory of not spending every dollar that comes in and saving it and living below their means. And then all of a sudden, they're able to retire and do things that are really cool at a really young age. So don't think that's outside of the realm of, your, of possibility. Now, look, if you've not done any of that, and you're, let's just say you're, I don't know, 55 and you're just getting started and you want to retire at 60, Look, look, do a reality check. I mean, you know, you've got to be realistic about when you can retire. And there's no, by the way, there's no shame in having to work longer. There's just not. I mean, you know, it's okay to work longer. Like, you know, you're probably really good at what you do after you've been doing it for a number of years, a decade or two. And there's no shame in, in working longer. I I love my job. I have no intentions of um of an early retirement. I, I think it's a great profession and I get to help people and uh, get a lot of satisfaction out of it. So for me, retirement is just not something I really think about. But what I do think about a lot is what's called financial freedom. And um, in, our, in, our, in our firm, in our business, what we try to strive for for our clients is helping them achieve financial freedom. That's why we have a, uh, a trademark process, which is the uh, financial freedom roadmap process. And the whole goal is to help people get to a point where they're financially independent, where they have financial freedom from everything, and they can make all the decisions for themselves they want. Now, you don't need an advisor to do this, but you know certainly advisors can come along on the ride for you, but you can certainly do it on your own. You just got to do a lot of work on the back end, but look, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's completely okay for you to do this on your own. Like, there are people, my dad, here's a good example. My dad, um, he can certainly go pay somebody to change his oil. Like, he had no problem cha- paying somebody to change his oil. He, he's got plenty of money to do that. He refuses. He will go out to his truck and change his oil on his own. It's messy. I, it, 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 it's you got to go out and get the oil. Then you got to go and take it to recycling. So there's a lot of effort in there. For me, no way in the world. I mean, I know how to change my oil. I can do it with my eyes closed right now. Um, nope, I'm going to pay the forty bucks and get it done. I don't want to deal with the. Re- I don't want to deal with the oil that's going to leak. I don't want to deal with taking the oil filter off and having the oil drip all over my hands and all over the car. I'm, I'm messy, by the way. Um, I don't want to have to deal with recycling it. I don't have to deal with like, I, I don't want any of that stuff. None of it. 
So I'll pay the $40 all day long. So for financial planning, there's people like that who like are willing to get into the weeds and learn this stuff. And that's, uh, I think it's beautiful, but there's also people who, um, who don't. So if you're on that track, make sure that you, you know, you're really focused on becoming financially independent, but develop those good core habits, really have a, a budget, um, understand that you need to pay yourself first and, and live below your means and, um, and, don't go into debt for silly things. Like it's okay to buy a house and go into debt, but are you? Do you really need to go into debt to buy a TV or buy a meal? I mean, look if if the world's crashing around you and that's the only access to capital you have, I'm not going to begrudge anybody who needs to do that. But if you just want to take your uh, your significant other to Outback and spend 150 bucks and put it on the on the Chase card and pay it off over the next 30 years, that just sounds terrible to me. So uh, those are some ideas that you can do. So remember, as you work towards financial freedom, pay yourself first, guys. Pay yourself first. Don't go into debt and live on less than you make. This isn't rocket science. This is stuff your grandma taught you. And that's all we're talking about here. Now, here's something really cool. Uh, we put together a retirement checklist. It's one of these challenges. You just take some questions, you answer them, and it'll let you know where you're at, if you're on track or not. Um, it's out on our website. Go out there and visit it. You can download it. There's no cost to do this. This is just something that's fun that we've put together that we think will help our listeners. Uh, but you can visit us on the web at uh, retirementplanningguide.com. So just go out to retirementplanningguide.com and download the checklist. There's some other great stuff and content out there, our blogs and newsletters. So if you, you're interested in that, uh, go ahead and uh, take advantage of it. But hey, if you're liking the show, if you think it's uh, adding value to your life, do me a favor. Uh, make sure you tell your friends and family. Um, and also leave us a review. I'm mean, not a bad one. I only want good reviews. I'm <laughs> don't leave me a bad review. Just send me an email and say, Jim, you're terrible, and I'll cry and maybe send you a thank you back. But leave a leave a five-star review, a good review for us. Let us know how we're doing on the show. Hey, uh, this is the retirement planning guy. My name is Jim Martin, and uh, we'll be back next time. So thanks for listening. We appreciate you joining us today for this episode of the Retirement Planning Guy podcast. Be sure to visit retirementplanningguy.com to access additional information, including our free retirement planning kit to help you live an awesome retirement. Take the first step to living the life you've always imagined with the Retirement Planning Guy. Opinions voiced in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives. Information provided is not intended as tax or legal advice. You are encouraged to seek tax or legal advice from an independent professional. We are not affiliated with Social Security or any governmental agency. New River Financial Group LLC is a registered investment advisor offering advisory services in the state of Virginia and other jurisdictions where exempted. New River Financial Group LLC doing business as Martin Wealth Solutions. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining value.